You're listening to Finale, episode 14, Mad About You. Stop my heart as much as you Tell me all your secrets And I'll tell you most of mine They say nobody's perfect But that's really true this time Hello and welcome to Finale, the podcast that revisits the series finale of a beloved TV show that at least one of us has watched. I am Carrie Angolia and I am here as always. I'm Ron Richards. Hello and welcome. Welcome. Today we're going to talk about Mad About You. Listener Requested. Yes, so this was a listener request. Thank you to Megan for requesting another show that I have seen. There you go. Tapping in once again, exploring the world that you do watch some television. Thank you. you. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, so there you go. So Mad About You, a show that you've watched. Yeah, so this aired September 23rd, 1992. That was the first episode. That was the first to May 24th, 1999. That's a long time. It was a pretty good run. How many seasons did it run for? That was seven seasons. Sevens. That's a pretty good. It's a pretty good run. It's a good number. That's a good number. It's a good number. Now I myself watched this show. Did you watch? Did I watched the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Like, I was into it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was into this show. So you watched the first episode, and do you remember watching the last episode? I do because. I okay, can't tell you why, but it right. made an impact. So we are continuing like we did last episode with the we have not watched the finale yet, partially because I've never seen it before. So I want to ask you, Okay. what do you know about this show? So what I know about Mad About You is that I've never watched it. Not one single episode. Not one single episode. It's a sitcom on NBC that was before Friends and around the time of Seinfeld starting, and it was really the first hit. Like, Seinfeld and Friends went on to become cultural phenomenons, but Mad About You was, like, the first new sitcom hit. And it's Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt, and they play yuppies in New York City. Okay. And I never related to that. So I didn't watch it. (laughs) At the time, I didn't like Paul Reiser because he was the squirrely guy in Aliens. Oh, interesting. See, I never saw that. And so that that really stuck with me as a child. So if we ever do a movie version of this, we can talk about that because I still have never seen Aliens. Oh, Aliens is really good, actually. It's more of an action film than a a sci-fi. Anyway, but anyway. So, um, yeah, so all I know is that they're, it's New York City and they're rich and they're a couple and they do couple-y things like being rich. Okay, I mean, I have feelings about that, but (laughs) I think that's a good place to start. Okay, so we're going to watch the show, and then we'll come back and we'll talk more about it. Yes. Welcome back. All right, here we are. We just finished watching... The The Final Frontier. That was the name of the episode, the the two-part... Well, it was one part. Well, you explain it. So when it first aired, it was 45 minutes... Double it was, episode. It was what it was one episode, right? And then they split it into two. So it lasted that. an hour on regular TV with commercials, right? And, but it's really episode twenty-one and twenty-two. Correct. So there you go. The final frontier, which I guess is the name of the, is for the, from the song. The, yes, the opening it's the theme last song. lyric of the opening theme song. Okay, so a little bit of a connection there. A little bit. Sure. Okay. All right. So I have to ask. I wasn't that wrong. It, were, it was Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt, and they're a bunch of yuppies in New York. and They, they were, but it was not really about them being rich. They seem to be very well off. I mean, no more well off than... Than everyone else on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, it was, I, I, I was, um, so I'd never, wa- I'd never watched a single episode of the show. It never interested me in the least, partially because of Paul Reiser. And I know Helen Hunt went on to do movies and became, you know, kind of a thing and that sort of thing. And I, She did become kind of a thing. It did. Um, I forgot it was loosely, it's loosely in the Friends universe, which I forgot. Yes. Which Ursula were, is. Lisa Kudrow's uh, Phoebe's sister. Twin right? sister. Right. So I forgot, I forgot about that connection. I did remember, recall that happening when Friends was on because I did watch Friends. I forgot what a half hour sitcom with a laugh track was like. I know. That was, was a, this was very dated. It was it was a moment in time. It was yeah. very intrusive that laugh track. The, and for a moment, I thought because so, so the I, I will give them this that for a finale they got nonlinear with their storytelling and they uh, definitely took the tact of uh, showing you what happened to everybody into the future. I mean, they started in a fast forward. Right, exactly. So I'll give them that credit, but to the point where, because it started in a fast forward, when the laugh track happened, I wasn't sure if the laugh track was part of the fast forward. Like Janine Garofalo plays their daughter who is presenting some, some a film or something like that, and she flashes back to, I guess, which is current day in the show's timeline. Right. And when the first funny thing happened, the laugh was so fake that I thought it was part of the flashback. Yeah. And then the second laugh happened. I'm like, oh, no, no. This oh, is, no. This is real. This is this is just a laugh track. So that turned me off. Um, it's very 90s. They look very late 90s. They do. And, I mean, it was fine. I get it's sappy and romantic and, like, about love and that sort of thing. But this show, this show is not my kind of show. I have to say, as much <laughs> as I loved this show, I hated this finale. When it originally aired or just now? When it aired. Wow. Well, how come? I thought it was, it was not representative to me yeah. of the show. Right. The show was very much Paul and Jamie in their apartment. It was not flash forward. Now we're, like, the flash forward took it so far out of its... 20 years. But so far out of its realm right. and so far out of the norm that it felt like a whole different show. Right. And because I was really into them as a couple, I was not down with that her daughter being miserable and them being miserable. And them and, splitting. And then splitting. And so See, quick- I, fe- I did feel a little emotionally manipulated. Because so much, my understanding so much of the show was about them and them as a couple and their love and stuff like that. And then in this episode, revealing that in the future he leaves her, and and I was like, oh well, that's a bummer. Then what's the point? But even though they get back together, I felt. And then you're supposed to be like, oh. And I will admit, I had a little bit of heartstrings being tugged when they got back together. But that is just a testament to their chemistry as yeah. actors, the fact that they had been such a successful on-screen couple for so long. That made when they did get back together feel believable, right. but it didn't make the split believable for me at the time. From what I remember, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it felt like they tried to pack in a very heavy, loaded emotional sentiment in a short amount of time. In a comedy. In a comedy, and to be honest, the episode ends with a interminably long Cheryl Crow esque song. To eight millimeter footage of them as a couple, which you could have cut and put into the story a little more. <laughs> like, like well, they found but, time for the self indulgent five minute retrospective video at the end. <laughs> but that's but that's what people who loved the show wanted to yeah. see. Oh. I mean, that's what 
19.8 million people tuned in to see was see this couple. Look at you dropping ratings numbers. Wow. That's right. 19.8 million people. That's right. May 24th, 1999. What people loved about the show, at least myself and the people that I knew that watched the show, and, and I was younger than the Buckmans when this was on, so it seemed like that was the ideal. It was attainable. That was the couple that you wanted to be. Right. It was... Couple living in New York City. Yeah, they're living in New York City. He's expecting a, a baby. filmmaker. She's, I don't remember, a publicity or PR or something like that. Okay. It felt like they were a real couple. In as much as you can as a, in a sitcom. But they yep. bickered, but they always made up. And it felt... Yeah, there were yuppies, but that's, that's what a bunch of people wanted. So right. that's what it felt like. And... This finale, I was just so disappointing at the time. Oh. Now, of course. You're getting all choked up. No, I just can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's hard to podcast when you have a head cold. <laughs> but yes, it was disappointing at the time. Looking at it now, I'm less disappointed by the twist that the plot took. Yep. Because I'm more of a grown up, and so I can. You can understand why two people understand. would drift after 20 years. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that all makes sense to me. Yeah. But, and I get why they chose Janine Garofalo. She was hot at the time. Sure. And a huge draw, I'm sure. But it just felt really out of the zone for me. Well, I just thought it was weird because the show the show opens and it establishes that Janine Garofalo is their daughter, and then it goes back to present day in 1999, and they're holding a, a very blonde baby. I mean, that <laughs> doesn't so- throw me because <laughs> that happens in life. A lot of babies are blonde. I don't know. I, I, I did appreciate, like I said, I did appreciate the, the bouncing and the storytelling and the nonlinear storytelling and, the, and the, a little, there were a lot of non sequitur jokes. It was very sitcom-y. Yeah. Um, is there so so I so, so in the in the in the retro so in the episode itself, the premise of the episode is it's their anniversary, and after they bump into Lyle Lovett on the street, uh, they find out that they never actually were married. That, they, that Lyle Lovett had married them, but he didn't have a he wasn't licensed. And so the joke is about will they get married? Like should they get married? You know, because then Helen Hunt's like, no, let's not get married because let's not change how things are that sort of thing. And then it starts fast forwarding to the future when he's going to fall rise is going to have a vasectomy that he's not, and then they get pregnant that was again. Also just and then they lose the baby. Like that I was mean, just it was a, a lot. It was a lot to take it was a in. A lot of information. And then it fast forwards to 2021, and now Janine Garofalo's got of putting out a film, and they're going to see it. But we find out they're split, and it's just a, there was a lot and to get. The film in. looked horrible. In all of that, I noticed. So when they go back to in 1999, when they go to get married, uh, it's Tim Conway. Yes. And then I did notice in the self-indulgent Cheryl Crow retrospective at the end, did I see Carol Burnett as a mother, yes. as a grandmother? Yes. So is there loose ties to the Carol Burnett verse, or I mean, is I that it? Did I just? This, yeah, I think that this show was so popular. Yeah, it pulled that, that star power. Yes, it oh, pulled wow. people in to be guests. Did I also see Cindy Lauper at one point? Yes, yes, that was Ira's partner. I don't know who Ira is, but okay. Um, why was she on the show more than this episode? I believe that they were together towards the end, yeah. like the, the last couple seasons or maybe Cindy just Lauper. the last season, but I don't really remember yeah. that part I that also long. noticed a, a very brief Hank Azaria. Yes, he was a, I don't really remember, he was like a madcap neighbor kind of guy. Okay, yeah. Someone can write in and correct me or I'll just look just, it up later, but he was part of the universe. The ensemble. The ensemble cast. I don't know. I mean, I thought I thought it was fine. I thought it was very schlocky on the romance side of it. Um 
it didn't really. I don't know. It, I, I'll I'll jump to the end here. I have it, this isn't going to make me go watch the show. Go watch all seven one hundred and sixty four episodes of the no, show. I know, right? I wouldn't. Based I feel on like this I, episode either. I feel like if I saw one of these episodes, I saw them all. Well, that may or may not be the case. I mean, I could see that. I mean, I, you could say that about Friends, also. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. You could yeah, say that yeah. about Seinfeld, yeah, I yeah, suppose, yeah. as well. Yeah. But this was not the episode. Okay. Like, if I were gonna, I mean. This is kind of what I'm doing, but if I were going to introduce someone to Mad About You, I would mm. not show them this episode. What episode would you show them? You know what I might show them? The one I remember that sticks in my memory the most is the episode. It was a, I believe it was a one-shot episode. So they did the whole oh, episode. One take, in one take? In one take. There was a lot of gimmicks in the late night. Remember ER did a live episode that was all one take? Like, I mean, like, shows ran for seven yeah. seasons, nine seasons, yeah. 12 seasons. They had to do something. Right, yeah. At yeah. least they didn't have a musical episode. Right. Well, I did notice this episode was directed by Helen Hunt. Yes, well, later cool. on in the yeah. in the series, she got yeah. more involved in that side of it. But there was one episode that they did in one take. It was the episode where they were sleep training the baby. Okay. So most of the episode is them sitting on the floor outside the bedroom and freaking out because she's screaming and they don't know how to handle it. And it was just a very intimate, personal, quirky, funny, but honest portrayal of that moment. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, maybe I'll check that episode out. I thought it On our other podcast, one episode. <laughs> other podcast some random episode of a show do you guys <laughs> but, want that do you guys want that no, show i don't have time to do that um but so it's interesting that 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 the finale as a representative of the show you feel as if this did not represent it, it did well. not i really didn't it really threw me when i watched it at the time yeah i was not into it really and and so now as much time has passed since this finale aired as occurred in the show Right, the so farthest they fast-forwarded in the show was 2021. Which is a couple of years from now. Which is so, pretty so we're soon. Near, but we're about 20 years since the finale came out, and you still feel that way. That's what I'm getting at, basically. Like, like you're older, you're wiser. I don't, I didn't have the visceral emotional reaction that I did to it, obviously, because I was, I was a series watcher. Yeah. So my reaction was more emotional, and so therefore my distaste of it was stronger so i didn't feel as strongly but i still don't feel like it was a good representation of the true core of the show got it so now did the finale make you not want to watch the show ever again at the time i mean it doesn't matter because there was no more show right no but well right because it was the finale right yeah that's a good point and it was 99 so fair enough fair enough (laughs) what was i gonna do there was no netflix so in terms of uh of finale tropes and structure like we said they did the fast forward they show how everybody is we got the cameos of people who are on the show we did a music montage music montage which, which we've Sort of seen as a finale trope, but not not as pure as this. This uh, pure or self indulgent, your choice. But uh, well, no, I mean we've seen like a musical ish interlude interlude with echoes of the past. Sure, yeah, yeah. But this was a little bit more like straight up. We're watching eight millimeter. Yeah, we're just reliving the 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 best moments of the show. Right. Um, Yeah. So. Which weren't all on the show. Right. Right. I was always going to ask that. Were those all moments? No. From, no, they were just, they manu- so manufactured memories. Yes. All right. That's fair. But hey, it was very popular at the time. Very, I mean, nearly 20 million people watched. It's insane. Uh, but it's nice that they all live happily ever after. Sure. Right. I mean, it ended on an up note, right? It did end on an up note. And that was at least a relief. Right. I, I kind of wish they had ended it if they had stayed split. 
But well, that, you're a weirdo. <laughs> but that would have gone against the whole point of the show. I mean, you wouldn't feel that way if this had been a show you watched and cared about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just don't care about these people. <laughs> no, and I nothing you don't invested like in them. So no, you don't want them to be together. Nothing invested in them. But yeah, for me, it was not. I was not happy with this finale when okay. it came out. I'm still struck that you watched this entire show because this show is like you are not the sitcom watching type. Especially with the laugh track. And I was then. Yeah. Because yeah. what else was there? There wasn't much. <laughs> I didn't know any better. What else did I do? I mean, yeah. it was the early to mid 90s. Like, yeah. what did we do? We watched Friends. Did we watch. Yeah, you watch everything on NBC. On you Thursday just nights. watch NBC. That yeah. was what that was what we did. Yeah. All right. Well, they lived happily ever after. So that's nice. I mean, I guess. All right. So I'm not going to go back and watch this. I'm that's sorry, fine. Megan. Listener Megan. Uh, I, mean, I, I get why you like it. And, and to anyone who hasn't seen it. This is not, again, this is not the episode I would watch <laughs> to encapsulate what the show was all about. It was very, there was good banter involved. Yeah. There was a couple good moments of banter. Uh, you laughed out loud twice while is, we were watching Oh, it. I should ask you. So you went into it not being a Paul Reiser fan. Right. Did he live up to your distaste of him? Yes, he did. Yeah. He was exactly what, 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 who and what Paul Reiser is. Now, that said, I will say, in recent years, I've seen Paul Reiser in things recently, and I thought he was good. But it's this, but it's no, no, no. This is more concentrated. This is a younger, more vibrant, going to lean into it more Paul Reiser. Whereas now, uh, I I couldn't even tell you what I saw him in recently. He wasn't as, as this is calculated as this was, you know, like sitcom-y. I have a feeling it's not only Paul Reiser who has aged. No, maybe, maybe me too. Is there a lesson to be learned here in Mad About You? I don't know. All right, well, they live happily ever after. Thank you, Megan, for recommending this episode. Listeners out there, if you have shows you want to recommend to us, please do. We love to hear from you. And you can find us on Twitter at Finale Podcast or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Finale Podcast. You can find all of our episodes back, future, first and last at FinalePodcast.com. All right. So episode 14 in the books. Next week's episode is the special... Oh, very special episode. Is the very special audience, selected audience voted episode of New Heart. So I know. I'm still kind of pulling be, for Battlestar. Well, but the voting's over. So. I know, but I, I, I know someone on the show, so I feel like I could maybe make an effort to make that happen. <laughs> Good point. But uh, it's going to be a Christmas miracle as we talk about uh, New Heart That's next right. week. So, All right. So until then, I'm Ron. I'm Carrie. Yay. Happily ever after. Happily ever after. You can whisper in my ear where we go Who knows what happens after here Let's take each other's hand As we jump into the final frontier